This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back to the Chatters Box. My name is Kyle McClellan. I am your host. And uh, today I am joined by a former teammate of mine and great guy, new hire to the organization and the coaching staff. We have Daniel Descalzo. Danny, how you doing, man? I'm good. Uh, you know, rolled into town a little cold for me right now, <laughs> but uh, excited to be here for the winter warm-up and uh, kind of get this get the season going. Yeah, so this is going to air probably in February, right as spring training's kicking off. We're recording this on a winter warm-up weekend, which everybody knows is it's zero degrees outside. And you're... Uh, you're not used to the cold where you come from, but uh, I'm sure you're ready to get get out of here and get down to spring training. Yeah, I had to dig deep into <laughs> my closet to try to find anything that would keep me warm. Luckily, it was a, uh, just a short walk across the street. I uh, didn't have to brave the elements too much. But yeah, um, uh, I would much rather be in the Florida weather uh, yes. than this cold right now. No doubt. So what's it been like, man? You, uh, you get named bench coach uh, not too long ago. So What's it been like for you back in the family, uh, back here with with Cardinals fans, hearing from them? I'm sure uh, you know we know Cardinals fans are gonna gonna voice their opinion, gonna let you know. Obviously, not the season that the organization was looking for last year, but a lot of changes uh, being made to address those. And so, as you're getting ready here for spring training coming up, I and mean, what what's the last few months been like for you? Yeah, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, still getting used to bench coach as my <laughs> title, and you know being associated with my name. So. Um, but it's been fun just uh, talking with Ollie and, and his staff and getting to know uh, the coaching staff, kind of getting brought back into the family, like you said. Um, it was fun to get down to the winter meetings and meet a lot of the guys upstairs and, and um, try to just you know learn how we do stuff on, on the coaching side and, and with our analytics. Um, and it's been a lot of positive feedback from the fan base. Um, you know, obviously last year did not go um, according to plan and, and what Cardinals Nation is, is used to. So. You've seen us go out and, and sign some pitching uh, pitchers, which is you know, obviously it was a point of emphasis. Um, one of them being being Lance Lynn, and I think that was announced the same day that I was announced. So we had a we had some good back and forth. Um, it's going to be fun to to be be in the same dugout with him uh, as well as some some of my other former teammates, and, and just uh, to be back at Bush, um, wear the Cardinals uniform. It, it was a great opportunity and one that I'm really excited about. So walk me through how that opportunity happens. Um, you know, obviously, you and Marmol are, are close. Uh, I mean, has there was there any discussions beforehand of hey, I'd want to get back involved in this, or you know, I mean, how does that happen? Do they reach out? You reach out to them? How, how did all that come about? Yeah, so I've I've done a couple of things, uh, some alum, Cardinals alumni things here over the last few years, and I always you know check in with Ollie and and we kind of talk, and he always gives me like, hey, well, you know, you're going to get back in the game. What do you want to do? And at that that time, you know, I had, I had just stopped playing. I was back at school finishing my degree. Um, and then last year I came back as a member of the the Diamondbacks uh, player development and like baseball ops staff, and so that was my first foray back into uh, back into baseball, but on the on the other side of the game. And um, after after the D-backs uh, got eliminated by the Rangers in the World Series, um, 
the D-backs GM called me and said, hey, you know, I got a call from Mo. They they want to talk to you about a, a position on, on their on their big league staff. I think, I think it's a dugout position. He didn't really know. Um, and obviously, I didn't know what what the role was going to be. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, he, he asked, do you, want, do you want to talk to him? I'm like, yeah, of course. I would <laughs> love to hear what they have to say. Like, I'll be stupid to say no. So um, we set up a Zoom with uh, myself, Mo, and, and Ollie, and it kind of laid out um, what they had in mind. And, and, and eventually, it kind of got to the point where they said, yeah, you'd like you to be, uh, you know, the bench coach. And I was like, wow, you know, that's that's a big big step, um, but a great opportunity um, to get in the dugout at, at a high level um, and have a real impact on, on what these guys are trying to do. So, uh, obviously, it, it was a tough decision because it's 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 going to be a lot. But it's yeah. I'm I'm excited about the challenge. Um, I'm excited about the opportunity, and so that's kind of how how it came about. Um, and and it just uh, it worked out for everybody. So a lot of people, Matt Holiday obviously named bench coach last year, and then ended up didn't working out. And a lot of people asked me about that. I said, man, it's hard. You got to understand. You know, one is number his son had just taken number one overall. He wants to be there for that. He's got another son that when I talked to Matt in spring training, he kind of chuckles. He's like, you know, Jackson gets all this attention. He's like, people don't know about Ethan yet. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Ethan's coming. Yeah. He's going to be the number one overall pick most likely as a, number one prospect as of right now. I believe is a junior. Um, you know, and I think there was that that pull, that family dynamic pull. So, like you talked about, it is a tough decision. Like, I, I hope people understand. People ask me all the time, "You ever want to get back into coaching?" And man, it's so it's such a time commitment. So, players get here. Let's just say, let's say one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, coaches get here at what time? You think? I mean, before that. Yeah, I mean, before you're talking that, eleven yeah, o'clock, eleven. Yeah. You know, eleven thirty. Yeah. They're getting here, getting prepped. They're here afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, they're after the players leave. You know, so it's such a time. A spring training, you know, it's not show up, do your thing, leave after five innings like the veterans do. I mean, those coaches, <laughs> those are long days yeah. down there for the coaches. So, you know, talk about that that decision with your wife and, you know, talk about your family dynamic. I know you got young kids and, you know, that's a that's a tough decision. Yeah, you know, I had a pretty cush gig in Arizona. Like, I set my own schedule. I flew in when it worked around. Like, I could still coach my kids and stuff. And um, I, I think if I would have stayed there, I, I would have taken on some more responsibility and maybe not have that flexibility. But I, I had a good, like, you know, uh, a good gig over there with in terms of like scheduling stuff. But um, when the Cardinals called, and when it's people you're familiar with, an organization that you have history with, and and Ollie, who we go back to 2007, we got drafted together, and roommates in the minor leagues. Like, I don't think I would have left uh, for just any organization and any opportunity. It had to be the right one. And so just talking to my wife and and figuring out how it was going to work with our kids and and what the season looks like um it's probably going to be a lot of traveling on my end on some off days and stuff and they're they're probably not going to be out here the whole time but you know she was very supportive and she she understood the opportunity that was in front of me and and if i want to get back into the game and get in at a high level and, and have an impact that this was you know this was something that we had to sit down and talk about and figure out if it could work and um you know, like I said, she's very supportive about it. It's it's a lot. You know, it's a lot of work from the, during spring training. I, I run this. I schedule mm-hmm. all the spring training. So I've talked to a couple <laughs> people, uh, Skip about that. A couple other guys that I know around the league that that have done the bench coach stuff and, and scheduling. They're like, be ready to, you know, have to be able to pivot with weather and, and you know, checking in with with medical and you know guys that who's throwing what what working groups all that stuff so um we're starting to put that schedule together now and then you know during the season the coaches are here longer than the players um but like i said the the chance to come back to the cardinals and and 
help get this thing back going to where we're used to being was was just a great opportunity too good to pass up yeah no doubt and and i i sympathize with i have two kids i coach them you know and it's like man that's that's hard like if something were to come up and to walk away from that but still want to be there for your kids and their development process and things like that it's like you know okay you can come in here and hit and work with the guys down here and you know go around put the uniform on and go out there would is is an awesome experience too so there's a trade-off right i mean there's a there's the give and take on it. So let's talk about the responsibilities of a bench coach. You know, it ain't uh, just sitting sitting there, you know, eating sunflower seeds and kind of <laughs> just answering a couple questions for Ali as it goes. Let's start in spring training as as when this this is about to air, spring training's just getting ready to kick off. And I know for a bench coach, I mean, that is your time to shine. That is everybody's looking at you for everything. So talk about responsibilities there and then also what those responsibilities and relationship with a marmol is going to be uh, during the season and, and now you know Marmol is also the bench coach as well so he yeah. understands these roles and I'm sure he's helping you along with that and telling you exactly what he wants from you uh, your job is to assist him and do whatever he needs essentially so uh, talk about that a little bit and what, how you see those roles playing out yeah you know we'll start with, with spring training obviously there's a lot of guys in camp um, the whole roster plus the non-roster invites so we got to make sure that all those guys get their work in that um and, and are ready to go for the season. But more importantly, the those guys, those 26 guys that are going to, you know, be here opening day, we got to get those guys ready. So um, just balancing work groups. Do we want to, you know, put some younger guys with some veteran guys, teach those guys how, how we do things around here, make sure we cover all the fundamentals, um, make sure guys are getting their work in, but not overworking themselves. We, you know, want guys ready to go when they show up to spring training, but we don't want to push too, too fast. Um, you know, but a lot of it's going to be scheduling stuff, um, like from an admin standpoint, basically. Like, uh, but Pogi, the the bullpen catcher, has has a lot of experience with the scheduling. He's kind of be my my right hand man through all that process. He has all the templates ready to go. We've already been talking about, um, you know, what it looks like when just pitchers and catchers are there, and then how we transition to the full squad. And obviously, uh, we have some split squad games, so I'll be I'll be the skipper on, on the, I'm sure on the, on the road trip, I will uh, I will have my gray pants ready to go. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it'll it'll be fun. Um, I'm excited to get down there and just get to know a lot of the players. Um, I've I've got a chance to speak with a lot of them over the phone. I've seen a couple of them in person. Um, but that's that's going to be an important job for me in spring training too, is to build those relationships, um, so that during the season when we do need to have, you know, maybe a, a tough conversation, or um, we need to talk about the game and wh- what's going on. That these guys know that that they can trust me, and that I've I've got their best interest um, there. And then during the season, I mean, my my job is going to cover all these blind spots, right? Like the manager's got so many responsibilities uh, from media. And the, he's got to deal with the medical, strength and conditioning, pitchers, hitters. So wherever I can pick up the slack for him, um, that's going to be my job. And then during the game. Um, just kind of keeping him aware of all all scenarios coming up, trying to trying to be a couple innings ahead. Like um, I remember as a player, you know, playing for Larusa. Like one of the things that I thought he was the best at was just being being two moves ahead of the other manager. Um, I think for him, his fear was he was always never wanted to be underprepared. Right? Mm-hmm. He was always overprepared. He mm-hmm. he had covered every scenario in his head so that when that popped up during the game, he wasn't surprised. Um, and and so that's going to be my job for Ollie is just to lay everything out there for him. He's the manager. It's it's going to be his decision, but it's going to be my job to present him with, with all of our options, uh, you know, who we have available, what they might do. And um, 
so yeah, he Ali told me told me to give him everything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give him everything. And I remember when when Ali got hired, uh, I was actually at Brian Jordan's golf tournament in Atlanta, and we were watching the press conference as we were uh, playing. And a reporter asked him a question about how often did you and Shield agree on moves or things, and he said. My job is not to agree with him. My job is to present him all the possibilities and for him to select the one he think is he thinks is the best. Yeah. So in this situation, I might present him three different options. So it looks like I'm disagreeing with him, but really I'm saying, hey, here's your options and then make the best one that 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 you think is is fit. And so, you know, that relationship, I mean, I can only imagine when they, when they say, hey, the Cardinals are interested in talking to you, you're like, oh, okay, I wonder what this is going to be. You know, yeah. it could be a lot of things. Could yeah. be first base coach, right. could be base running guy, could be infield coordinator. I mean, all these different things. And then all of a sudden when they're like bench coach, I mean, you're like, whoa, okay. One, that shows a deep relationship with Ollie, like yeah. you talked about. You guys go way back. But, man, there's so much trust in that that, you know, you are – you know, right there with him. You can disagree with him. You can present him different options of what he's seeing and making sure that, that he's able to make the, the right one in that time. Yeah, and, and I'm sure we will disagree, but that that's okay. I, yeah. I think you, you don't want somebody that's right next to you just saying, no, yeah, yeah, you should do that or just, you know, agree with you all the time. I think it's going to be, we're going to have some good, healthy discussions about what you know, even before the game, you know how how do we want to how do we want to line this up for tonight? Who do we have available in the pen? Who's down? Uh, who needs a day on, on on the offensive side? Like we're gonna we're gonna go through everything before the game, and then you know it never goes according to plan out right. there <laughs> once the first pitch is thrown. And you know we're gonna have a lot of good discussions, and and I think it helps that we go back to you know you know a, a lot of years, and we kind of came up together in the same system. We know what winning looks like we we know what like good fundamental baseball looks like we kind of see it through the same lens um but through different perspectives so it's going to be it's going to be fun to be right next to him and and being like you know right in the in the in the heat of the battle and and deciding those things um together it's blazing hot outside you get in your car to turn on the ac to get cold air pumping but it blows hot air out this issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the ac system you want an easy all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Is there like a main focus in spring training? Um, Something that, hey, we really need to, you know, because I think fans need to understand like this is the opportunity that you really hammer fundamentals okay so in the minor leagues just so fans understand in minor leagues you know once every homestand you know the pitchers go out and do their thing maybe you'll get the team together and work off work on like a team fundamental but really it's done at the big league level it's done in those six to eight weeks in spring training every single day there's there's a focus on a team fundamental position fundamental and then throughout the season these guys have been through it enough they kind of know it it's maybe reminding them of it but you're not out there every day doing these drills and stuff you know it's such a long season so you only have really that six weeks to really make sure that those things are put in place of the things you want to do the bunt plays the pickoffs the covering the bases making sure all those things that we see throughout the season are really the the, the groundwork is laid for that in spring training yeah i i think you've seen it change a little bit the last couple of years where nobody really bunts a whole lot anymore right. we used to hammer those bunt plays home yeah. because you have the pitcher in the national league and you get at least one or two bunts a game and how can you steal an out on a, on a lead runner so you know we, we still have to cover that but you don't see that as much um i think for us this year 
last year with the new rules uh, with the no shift uh, we saw a lot of a lot of ground balls get through and and I think we're gonna you know kind of clean up our our positioning and, and if we have to make any adjustments with uh, with our model on the computer and and where we put guys um, or just trying to put guys in better spots so that, that our pitchers can go out there and know that they can pitch to contact and our, and our guys are gonna be there um, but yeah base running um, you know, being aggressive on the bases, not giving away outs on the bases, that, that's something we're going to talk about a lot. Um, but yeah, you have to cover all the fundamentals because you can't get, you can't get the pitchers out there every day and do PFPs. You know, mm-hmm. you, you got you to gotta find a way to get them to lock in in spring training and, and not just uh, mess around out there, but kind of, you know, no, don't do eyewash, but like just lock in because at some point during the season, you're going to have to, you know, throw a ball to second base up, up the mm-hmm. mound and like we can't <laughs> have you throw it in the center field. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that, that's our time to really just get back to the basics. Um, start at square one. Don't take anything for granted, and just make sure we cover everything so that during the season when some play happens and you know that hey, at least we've touched on it in spring training. At least we talked about it. So these guys should have you know some some frame of reference for for when they see it when it counts. And the guys that have come up in the system, the, one of the great things I always appreciated is how prepared I was when I got to the big leagues because from day one in rookie ball. We were doing all these drills and skills so that when you got to the big leagues, it, it was a refresher. You know, it's not something that you have to have hammered into. But you have guys from new organizations, so you yeah. got to make sure all the language is right and you know that they understand what what direction you're trying to go. Yeah, and you see it around the league now. Guys are getting to the big leagues a lot faster. Yeah, um, and so they they are. I don't think they always get uh, those fundamentals like really hammered home. Um, and a lot of guys are still learning when they get to the big leagues, which makes it a, a little harder because yep. it's hard to learn at the big league level. Like they will find a weakness and they will hammer, they will expose you. Like especially as a hitter, now they have so much information in the minor leagues. Like you get to the big leagues, they have a book on you, and they're going to go right after you until you prove you can make an adjustment. Um, and you guys just get to the big leagues faster now, and and they're still developing, they're still learning. Whereas maybe when we were coming up, you were expected to be like not a a finished product but you you had to be know how to play if you wanted to play for tony you had you had to be prepared and you had to know your fundamentals and be fundamentally sound otherwise you'd find yourself back in memphis pretty quick yeah if you didn't know a bunt play you weren't yeah. you weren't sticking around i mean there's yeah. no doubt they weren't going to teach it to you there um so fans if, that are listening if you're heading to spring training one of my favorite things to have people go do is go early go over and you get access to to watching these things happen on the field and how these guys go about their business and you can hear it you're so close you can hear you who's going to be running this giving the instruction on it and if you're a coach or you have a kid that plays gosh it is just doesn't get any better the access that these fans can get to watch those those types of things and see how these guys go about it how quickly they go through it i mean it might be a 20 minute station but man they get a lot of work done and i think it's a really cool insight for fans to get to see that behind the scenes stuff that you can't come here in Bush Stadium and see that because it's all being done. Whether if, if you are on the field doing it, it's before fans are able to come in here. So it's a great opportunity for fans to see that. Yeah, you go back on the on the backfields and, and you'll see you'll see Okendo working with the infielders. You'll see him literally rolling ground balls to major league players, like rolling <laughs> them from 10, 15 feet away, very slow, like talking about basics and fundamentals. I remember as a player, like, you know, Cheo's out there and he's rolling us balls, we're turning double plays, we're going like very slow, but making sure that we have the fundamentals down before we progress into you know full speed and, and off a of fungo and then off off a live off a live bat. But you'll you'll see very basic stuff, very fundamental you know 
aspects of baseball stuff that you could do with your with your kids and your youth team that that we have to that's how we have to start every year you got to start from the beginning and and we and make sure that you know guys are have their legs under them and that we're we're feeling the ground ball properly and and we're we're doing our bunt plays properly and and we've we're lining up correctly on on cutoffs and relays and we have our first and third mm-hmm. plate that like we got to start at the basics every year and and you'll you'll see some stuff that that's very basic but it's it's cool to see big leaguers practice those those basic fundamentals you can go to a 9u or 10u baseball practice and and the things that you should be working on if you're not they should be working on it that you'll also see these major leaguers working on in spring training and so if you're a fan go back and see that if you're heading to spring training because it's it's a great time so let's talk about the roster a little bit who who are you excited to see and, and work with um I mean, obviously, all of them you yeah, have to say, but yeah, like, but let's let's pull. I a mean, few it's out. it's going to be it's going to be fun to to be with some former teammates of mine, um, a couple guys that are like my all time favorites, uh, Nolan Arenado, uh, who we played together in Colorado for a couple of years. I mean, Cardinals fans have got to see him up close every day now uh, for the last couple of years, and he's he's special out there mm-hmm. um, on, on both sides of the baseball. I, I used to joke that. Um, he would turn you know doubles into double plays at third. Like you hit a shot down the hot corner and he'll you know dive back in, throw to throw to second. Now you got a double play. He's saving his pitchers' runs you know left and right. Um, it's a luxury to have have him out there and and just the way that he works. I, I've seen him come into into the first day of spring training and he's like locked in July like July form. Um, I think it was my my second year in Colorado, so 2016. We signed Mark Reynolds. Uh, as a free agent, and, you know, Mark played a lot of third as a, as a younger player, but he had played mostly first the last couple of years leading up to that. So we go out there. Uh, it's position players haven't even reported yet. We're just out there early taking ground balls with the with the infield guy, um, and Mark goes over to third with Nolan, and a couple of us are like, "Hey, don't don't go take ground balls with the last person you want to take ground balls with in February is Nolan because he's like <laughs> locked in, ready to go, midseason form." So. And Mark jokes, he's like, I don't, I don't think I've taken a ground ball since the last day of the season last <laughs> year. Sure. I was like, all right, this should be good. Uh, so sure enough, like he's over there. No one's backhand jump throw, spin in the hole. Mark's literally like knocking balls down off his chest, <laughs> picking them up and throw to first. I think he took like three or four grounders over there. And then he's like, I'm going to first base, guys. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, good, yeah. good idea, yeah. Mark. So uh, that's just an idea of like the work that Nolan puts in in the offseason too, that he's like, he's ready to go. He wants to play like nine innings that first day of spring training. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's gonna it's gonna be fun to to be in the dugout with him again this year and then Goldie um, from our time in Arizona together just like what a superstar that no one talks about yeah um, I mean finally won MVP over here uh, but the way that he sets the tone um, by doing every all the little things you know he runs the base as well he he gets down the line on, on routine ground balls like if Goldie can do that then everyone else on the right. team can do that and so. He really sets the tone and, and, and the way he prepares and his knowledge in the box, like how he knows a pitcher is going to try to get him out and, and the bats that he takes are are just, they're amazing. So excited to be back with him and then, you know, excited to, to see Wilson um, Contreras. You know, I know it was a, it was a tough year last year, but the, the second half, he, yeah. he really played well and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. I mean, replacing Yachty right like that's one thing and then be being on a new team like just new people new place like it's a big adjustment and then you have those expectations those shoes to fill um you know it's a daunting task for anybody but I think you saw in the second half he made some he either settled in or made some adjustments and and had a really good second half um so those three former teammates uh, it's going to be fun to to be around them again 
And then I, I just ran into Mason Wynn for the first time and just watching some of his um, his athleticism on video. Like, he's a special athlete. Um, you know, I followed Jordan Walker a little bit after he made the team last year and, and just – uh, you know he's so young and he's he's got like all the talent in the world. So I'm excited to to see him every day. Um, but the roster is full of great athletes. I've gotten to talk to a lot of these guys. I I, I saw and I caught up with um, Dylan Carlson and Nolan Gorman when I was in Arizona over over the over the holidays and and just hearing them talk and, and how excited they are to get to Florida, um, get to spring training. They're both healthy, ready to go. And and so just it's it's going to be fun. There's a lot of good athletes. I, I think. There's a lot of guys that are eager to prove that last year was just a one-off and not something that we're going to have to worry about going forward. I was on the caravan with Mason Wynn, and you know, part of the the things I enjoy most about the caravan is you get get a chance to you know you, you watch them on on TV, and I see it differently um, now. You know, when you're done playing, you kind of watch sparingly here and there. You know. Uh, you, you don't you don't hang on if they win or lose mm-hmm. every every game like you did as a player, and uh, and then for me it's my kids. So my kids, as I watch them become fans, then you reengage as a fan, yeah. you know. And so you get to to watch it every day through their eyes and 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 seeing how cool they think it is, and and you, it gets you back into it, you know. And so you get to see these players, and then you're on the caravan, you get to be around them a little bit, and uh, you know, I mean. Call it what it is. Sometimes you're around them, you're like, eh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> and then, man, I tell you what, I was so impressed with Mason Wynn. Here's a 21 year old kid, a top prospect, always been, you know, a phenom. And I mean, he just gets it, you know. And 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 like you said, you're you're depending on younger players more than ever. You look at this roster right now. You have a great mix of guys that have been there, done that, and big names. And man, there is a ton of young talent here. And Mason Wynn's going to be in the middle of that. You talk about the potential he has with his arm, with his speed as his bat yeah. starts to develop. I mean, you're looking at at the cornerstone of this infield and potentially this organization for a long time. Now, there's a, there's a lot of development still to yeah. go, but man, it just seems like being around him, it's like this guy's got it figured out at a very, very young age. Man, he could be very, very dangerous and a huge, huge, huge part for this team. Yeah, and and one great thing that he got to experience last year was getting to come up in September and kind of get his feet wet and see what it's like in the big leagues. And I, and I know he struggled at the plate, you know. Um, and so then you go you go into the offseason, all right, this is what I have to work on. I I can't maybe do the same things I did in AA and AAA. Mm-hmm. I might have to make some adjustments. But it's it's good. It's okay to struggle and to learn how to how do I battle out of a slump or what adjustments do I have to make as a young player in order to maximize my potential and um, but I think his athleticism, uh, his arm, obviously, like that that stuff that you can't teach and that doesn't come along very often. Um, and and these guys, these younger players, they get to the big leagues and and they've they have a chance to you know work on some some things through this offseason that, that they didn't might, might not have done so successfully um I, I know that you know jordan walker had a great a, gr- a great rookie season for a 21 year old people <laughs> talk about like you know he got he got sent down but if you look at his numbers like what tw- what other 21 year old c- can do that like yeah. there's not very many right. so there, there's some special talent out there um you're looking for these guys to like take that next step um going into into 24 uh, and so I'm, we're excited to, to see those young guys out there the great thing about them, they got that experience. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Exposure last year um, to, to, to kind of get hungry going in the offseason of what we got to work on. But you're not asking them to come in and carry the load. No. You know, I mean, you have those guys. It's, hey, come up and, and like you said, it's hard to learn at the big leagues, but come learn what it's like to be a big leaguer and how to go about it every day and, you know, kind of shadow these guys a little bit. And the, the stuff's going to come. I mean, the, the bat's going to come. But it, it, you are going to struggle a little yeah. bit at first. I mean, it's just a different level. Um, you know, on the caravan, I was talking about how um, – George Kissel, I was throwing a bullpen uh, next to Chris Carpenter, and he was rehabbing. Uh, he had just had shoulder surgery. I was a rookie ball guy, and he said, you know, the difference between you and him isn't stuff. It's consistency, yeah. and the consistency of that every level, whether it's rookie ball to A ball, A ball to high A, high A to double A, double A to triple A, that consistency jumps a very large amount you know at each level it's not a small jump every and now you got less teams so i would imagine those jumps are even bigger mm-hmm. at you know in the minor leagues they they got rid of some of the teams so um, guys are having to make more adjustments at each level and uh and they're going to make those adjustments at the big league it's going to take time they're not going to come out and hit you know 320 yeah. right yeah. out of the gate i remember yachty when he came up you know yachty's really struggled at the plate mm-hmm. um and uh and all of a sudden you know it clicked in it's going to take a little bit but knowing that those guys hey just play your role Go out and play defense, yeah. figure out what it is, and make adjustments every day as you go through here uh, is going to be better and better. But you have a great mix of of your young, your old, if you will, your veteran guys, and, and those guys in between. And, um, you know, when you look at this team, when I look at this team, you know, offense and defense is, is really a strength of this team. The pitching obviously has been addressed in the offseason. We'll see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I mean that these guys are coming into a really good situation to go out there and be successful uh, right out of the gate. I want to transition as we came up in a in a similar time, and the game now is different. You know, and I I don't like the well back when I played, but the game's changed. I talked to Mike Shannon about this in spring training uh, a couple years ago, and he said, "Mac, how how much uh, how much has the game changed in your opinion?" And I said, "Man, I said, Mike, I think it's changed more in the last ten years than probably the previous hundred. And he was like, he started, he gave his chuckle and his laugh and he was like, boy, you, you know, you, you could say that again. I mean, it is, there has been so many chances. So how do you, and I know you've been in it, so you were kind of in that transition a little bit, but how, how does that, is it hard for you? Because you came up one way, seeing it one way and things are different with the analytics with, you know, no bunting and, you know, I mean, you grew up yeah. in that game and, and kind of mastering that game. So now sitting there, how hard is it to you, for you to make those adjustments to, to today's game and today's style? Well, I, th- I think for me, I got to experience some of that transition as I was playing um, towards the second, latter half of my career. I started using more of those analytics um, into like my my everyday work and, and how can I get better by by using this information that we have. Like you know, and when I first came up, you're like you talking about a pitcher. This guy has you know a fastball, slider, changeup. Here's what he here's what his out pitches. Now you're talking about this guy has carry extension <laughs> like vertical rise, whatever you, you want to call it. And there's just a lot more information out there. So how do we, how do we as a staff, like sift through some of that information and give it to the players into something that can be useful? Like you, you can put a stack of papers on somebody's chair in their locker and it might not do them any good if they don't know how to use mm-hmm. that information. So 
that's where we can work with the guys upstairs and, and kind of translate this stuff into stuff that's useful. And some guys, some players want more information. Mm-hmm. Some guys want less. How do we tailor it to individuals um, to maximize? I mean, the last thing you want to do in the, in the batter's box is like, all right, be thinking about X, Y, and Z and, and my, my swing and this and that. It's hard enough to hit at the big league level. You, you compound it with a bunch of thoughts going through your head and, and good luck. You know, I, I've been there before. Like, <laughs> what are my hands doing? And then it's 0-2. I'm like, how did I even get here? Um, and then, you know, from, from a pitching standpoint, I, I think, you know, we're, we're going to be in a better spot this year to, to game plan for um, for the opposing, opposing hitters and, and how we want to attack those guys. And um, But, yeah, the the game has has evolved. Um, you know, obviously a lot more strikeouts, more walks, less balls in play. Um, we've got you know rules about how many times you can pick over, uh, pitch clock, and I, I was honestly I was skeptical about about the pitch clock, um, but I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty positive mm-hmm. last year. I mean, I think there were some adjustments early on, um, but after a while you don't even really notice it. Right and. A lot of these guys coming up from the minor leagues are used to it because it's implemented at the minor league level, and the game just the game seemed to flow a little bit better. And I just didn't want to see that affect the outcome of any game. Like I understand at some point, like there's a point in the game where the pitcher like he might need to regroup and like focus, and and I'm I was all for that. Um, but I think guys got to a point where they were used to the, the pitch clock, and you know by the end of the by the end of the season, I, I thought it was you know really smooth. So. The game's changed. It's still the same like basic game, but the nuances have changed. The um, some some details have changed. But you still got to pitch and you still got to catch the ball, and and those are the teams that 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 win. So um, that's what we're going to focus on. Well, I'm going to let you get out of here because I know you got a busy day ahead with the fans and, and media and autographs and all that. But really appreciate you uh, coming by, spending the time with us, giving some insight into uh, what those conversations are like in the dugout, what the preparation's like. Uh, so really appreciate it. I, and I'm excited to have you back. I, I, I think, you know, there's – the Cardinals do such a great job of keeping uh, tradition – and keeping kind of the history alive and the more you know i saw it on this caravan with the guys you could tell you know we're kind of losing that gap of guys that were around when you know the, we won the world series in 11 and, and these guys i was with it was like it was like man that's a you know that's really cool you guys want they want to know about yeah. the world series kind of uh mason Wynn pointed out to me that he was born the year i graduated high school <laughs> um that makes you feel good it, yeah <laughs> it makes me feel great so you know that it just I, you can see um that there's a lot from the younger guys of like, man, we want to get back to, I want to be a part of that, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so I think it's great to have you in the mix and, and, uh, you're going to do a great yeah. job at it. So thanks again for yeah. stopping by. Not, not that I'm going to be out on the, on the field by any means, but like th- with Wayno being gone now, yeah. you know, there's, there's not really a, well, Lance is back and Lance mm-hmm. was on that 11 mm-hmm. team, but before signing Lance, if there was no connection to those, um, those World Series teams, those those pennant teams. So, it's it's been. I mean, there's there's been some good seasons here the last few years, but there hasn't been that deep October run that that we're looking for, and, and we're hoping that we can we can get back to that being the norm. And that experience is is a lot. I don't I don't know if people understand that. No matter what your role was on that team, if you're on that team, yeah. it's people look at you differently. Yeah. I remember when I left here and and uh, talked to John Daniels with the Rangers, and he was like. We, we want people that have won yeah 
I mean, that, the first, like, we know what you can do on the field, mm-hmm. but, man, you've been a part of that, and we want as much as that as yeah. in our organization as we possibly can because it's different. You know, yeah. it's just different. Once you get labeled as a winner or a winning player and you come from a winning organization, like, that opens up a lot of doors for you on the field later on. People want people want to know what did you guys do <laughs> over there to – to be successful and, and they want they want to grab a hold of that yeah well i'm excited i'm glad the young guys get an opportunity to be around you and learn from you because uh you're, you're going to do a great job at it so thanks again for being here and you can uh, listen to any of our podcast or watch any of our podcast that we've done over the last couple of years you can check it out anywhere you get your podcast or go to the cardinals st louis cardinals youtube page and uh you can watch video of albert pujols uh, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, all the guys we have done over the last two years and get caught up. So thanks for joining. We'll see you guys next month.